Hello, and welcome to the Origins Podcast, hosted by Ian Pullman and Vicente Enriquez. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Ian, and with me is my co-host... Hey there, this is Vicente. And you are listening to the Origins Podcast. This is episode number 16, the origins of Cinco de Mayo. It's right around the corner. Yeah, and so. it's, it's pretty... I mean, I like that we decided to choose this one, because it is like a holiday that kind of everyone celebrates now <laughs> yeah um but uh, before we get into the the show just wanted to remind you guys you can follow us on facebook at origins a history podcast you can also follow us on instagram at origins.ahistorypodcast and of course you can listen to us anywhere you consume your podcasts spotify apple podcast amazon music google podcasts iHeartRadio, pandora stitcher the list goes on and on um also we just wanted to shout out uh I guess we have some fans in Columbus, Ohio, and, and Hugh, Ohio, and Warren, Michigan, Centennial, Colorado, Riverview, Florida. Thank you guys for tuning in. That northern Midwest. Awesome, uh, dude. Thank you. And then, of course, from our hometown of El Paso, Texas. Thank you, yeah. guys. Uh, I mean, thank all you guys for your support. Everyone out there that's listening. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into Cinco de Mayo. Um. So this one is in the the same lines as like St. Patty's Day really. It's it's one of those holidays that Yes. That's everyone true. That's a good point. <laughs> everyone everyone celebrates it, right? Um it's more about the culture than what the the celebration's actually about. Yeah. And that's we saw that with St. Patty's Day and you know, I, I think it's it's fair to draw a parallel with Cinco de Mayo. Uh and actually research shows that it's more popular in the U.S. now than it is in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in Mexico, I feel it. It's it is a holiday, like it is commemorated in history, but it's not like like let's get crazy drunk party, you know. Like it's kind of more like a you know Independence Day or Veterans Day. Yeah, it's and, uh, it's all about you know drinking too. So yeah, yeah, like that that came over <laughs> from here from the United States, right? <laughs> that all that drinking, that part, like. Because, all right, well, you'll get into the, the whole thing, right? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, we'll get into uh, what it's about and, or what, what we're celebrating and everything. But uh, very interesting, you know, just to, to draw that parallel to St. Yeah. Patty's Day before we uh, get into it. There was actually a poll that was held in 2019. It found that only 22% of Americans knew what Cinco de Mayo really <laughs> celebrates. And, in fact, the majority of the people that were polled thought it was Mexico's Independence Day. Which is so 80 percent of like a little bit less of the eighty percent of the country seventy eight percent seventy eight percent of the country that in they just like yeah Cinco de Mayo yeah, it's, it's like Mexicans <laughs> Day right it's like the Mexican Independence right <laughs> no that's September sixteenth not yes. May fifth um so here's the historical origins of Cinco de Mayo in uh, eighteen sixty one. Benito Juarez, Juarez, he was a lawyer and a member of the indigenous Zapotec. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Zapotec, yeah. Zapotec tribe. Um, and he was elected the president of Mexico. He was a, he was kind of like a liberal. Oh, yeah. A liberal reformist. He, yeah, he, he went through the whole reform era of separating the church from the government, you know, and the church and state. 
Yeah. And that was like the whole little civil war within Mexico, which kind of led to kind of Cinco de Mayo, right? Yeah. <laughs> to um, like what, what we're going to talk about, yeah. Wait, so he, he's elected, and I don't know a lot about, you know, the history of Mexico myself, uh, so maybe you can help fill it in here, but he's elected, and apparently Mexico was in really dire financial straits at that time they owed a lot of money to a lot of european countries yeah because he he went through the whole reform era and the whole Me- uh, texas i mean american Mex- mexican american war because we lo- they lost all that territory and yeah they owed money to europe <laughs> interesting because the financers yeah so so france great britain and spain uh were like three of the chief countries that they owed, you know, a lot of money to. Makes sense, yeah. And all three of them sent sent large armies, you know, and naval forces, and they sent them to Veracruz, Mexico, and they demanded repayment from the Mexican government, you know. Um, And pretty much they invaded. Yeah. France invaded Mexico. France, Great Britain, and Spain. And this is is Napoleon doing this. (laughs) Yeah, Napoleon III. Uh, Napoleon's um, uh, nephew, I believe. Uh, so anyway, one of the Napoleons. <laughs> they, they they come in, they invade, but by April 1862, the Mexican government was able to negotiate with the English and the Spanish, so they pulled out their armies. Uh, France really, they they tried to negotiate, I guess, with France, but France was not interested because Napoleon yeah. III wanted a a piece of Mexico for yeah, the make, French Empire. Make empire, yeah. Um so they invaded. Yeah, so they, they took this chance to invade. Um he wanted, you know, a second Mexican Empire that was favorable favorable to the the French Empire. Um he was actually trying to get back some land in North America because, you know, well his uncle sold all the the Louisiana Purchase, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> to, yeah, that goes to the eighteen twelve, yeah. <laughs> um, eighteen, yeah. And Napoleon was actually met with some uh, open arms over there, uh, Napoleon the Third, because the um, the conservative party, you know, the the rich, wealthy Mexican landowners, they didn't like. Uh, you know what is at all yeah his what is government liberal of you know more people run by the people you know independent freedom of religion everything and you know it's it's interesting so they they help them they help the french you know and between them and napoleon the third they install archduke ferdinand maximilian joseph of austria and they make him the emperor of Mexico. Yeah, can you but believe this that? Mexi- a little, to li- a little bit later. Can you believe that Mexico had an emperor? <laughs> yeah, pretty weird, huh? <laughs> and and Maximilian, yeah, Archduke. So, it, yeah, like that that happened. But what 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 happened was the battle that happened in Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. So this is all setting up the geopolitical map right now for what's hap- what's going to happen. Yeah. So they're all. Now we know that Napoleon III of France is uh, him and the wealthy conservative Mexican landowners. They are all for setting up a new empire. Benito Juarez is not. He's more liberal. And anyway, the um, the battle itself was actually called the Battle at uh, Puebla. So 6,000 French troops 
uh, were put under the command of General Charles de Ooh. Lorenzech, maybe. <laughs> uh, this is a French general, and um, they go to attack uh, the town of Pueblo, which is east of Mexico City, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, it's not too far from the Mexico City. Yeah, is it? You know, the research I did said East Central Mexico. Is that yeah, yeah, that's right. Say? It's a, it's a big city too, and and it's kind of like a remember the Alamo kind of thing. Yeah, because they stood out. They stood against all this this huge army. That that was one point I wanted to make. This this is very similar to the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and its semblance, uh, its symbolism at the end. You know. But uh, the 6,000 French troops marched there, and uh, um, a Mexican general that was born in Texas, actually, uh, Ignacio Zaragoza, he got about 2,000 troops, and he fortified the town. And on May 5th, 1862, the French army attacked, including with heavy artillery, and uh, they attacked the city of, of Puebla. And the, the battle lasted, like, all day. And the French actually ended up retreating and they retreated with losses uh, up to a thousand soldiers, somewhere between 500 and a thousand soldiers were killed. So it was just a great battle, like 15, 20% of their, of their force, you know, was killed, you know? Um, and then the Mexican soldiers, only, only a couple hundred of them died. So, yeah, you know, Mexico won that battle. It just showed mexico's like resistance against invaders or like you know something against that's invading (laughs) yeah i mean this wasn't um this battle wasn't (laughs) the portals opening up at the end of avengers endgame like that is the last battle (laughs) right that is the end battle this this was not the end battle of this war the the franco-mexican war yeah um this war actually would go on for another couple years yeah but uh this was like a, a symbolic victory for them, you know, like it, it became a rallying cry and it bolstered the resistance movement. And, um, and yeah, finally five years later in 1867, they finally expelled the French from, from Mexico with the help of the United States, uh, yeah. military and, um, and Washington DC, they put, you know, pressure, political pressure on France to withdraw, um, you know, you, you know, it's in, yeah, and, and Benito Juarez took back power. Yeah. And you, you know, what's interesting. I, I learned uh, that Benito Juarez and Abraham Lincoln were pen pals. Really? Yeah, dude. Interesting. Yeah, look that up. That was, that's a very interesting story. Like they, they actually wrote each other correspondence. Well, <laughs> we have time. Um, <laughs> would How would you how would you rate Benito Juarez's politics? political ideology to that of lincoln like were they on the same page they both were trying to reform things like slavery mexico with the with the religion and the catholic church and yeah yeah like they they both reflected kind of the struggle of americans like of the continent you know like because uh mexico had abolished slavery before the united states so it's interesting that benito juarez and abraham lincoln both kind of Share correspondence. You know how long those letters took to get to each other, but right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I bet the, they 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 talked. I bet they talked about, and you, you can look it up. But they talked about these those ideas of changing government and changing the civilized uh, society. You know of 
uh, racism and all that things segregation and everything but yeah very interesting you know like because the 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 u.s couldn't help early on in this in this conflict because they were engulfed in the civil war yeah and they and and they say they if france would have really taken over they would have backed up the confederacy yeah (laughs) and that's the thing or if not then france would have had a great staging area to attack the united states yeah awesome um you know they from from the research i was doing on this topic um it seemed that napoleon the third wanted and and the austrian um maximilian the one that became emperor right yes uh they wanted to curb the power of the united states and they thought by doing by coming to north america that would help them you know to i mean to do that that's some crazy geopolitics back then. Yeah. Like, this is the mid-1800s. This is the mid-1800s, yeah. Like, and, I mean, yeah. the U.S. at this point was not anything like what the U.S. is in, like, World War II or now. Like, we're a super po- a superpower, you know? The U.S. was a budding nation. This whole continent was, like, in yeah. the 10s, right? <laughs> like, like uh, all North and South America. And, well, yeah. Like this in- interesting. Thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We're, we might have gone off track, got a little... Little no, but yeah, it's, there, it still but deals with Cinco because Cinco de Mayo because it, it has that significance around that day, that that battle and you know and resistance of Mexico and you know it still affects it. Yeah, so you know, in- interesting. That is the battle, you know, and that that's that's the battle itself. May fifth, eighteen sixty two. This happened, um, and it was the Alamo for for this Mexican kind of you know liberal reformist party that. Benito Juarez was in in, uh, in power and in, in charge of. Um, there was actually a an interesting footnote. There was a second siege of Puebla, and it happened uh, less than a year later, and it was fought between two totally different uh, commanders. Even uh, so, the Mexican general Jesus Ortega he led his forces. Uh, he fortified the city again, and the French general Ile maybe he came through and he tried to you know take him out he laid siege to the city um march 16th 1863 and it lasted for two months um there were several times that the french army broke through the barricade and they were there was fighting in the streets hand-to-hand combat and every time the mexican army was able to drive the french back but after two months of of being you know laid siege to they were battered and bruised and starving so they surrendered on may 17th 1863 um and then on may 18th the french forces officially occupied the city yeah and eventually they they had to give up but and that was the yeah. second siege of puebla that but it just shows the resistance <laughs> an interesting <footnote>. fuerza. <laughs> yeah it was you know your comparison with the alamo is just spot on um with the symbolism of that battle but uh, now we've seen the historical context we know everything about the geopolitical side of it about the battle itself how is cinco de mayo celebrated today (laughs) well um uh, it uh the first cinco de mayo celebration was in california in 1863 and it crossed over into american culture in the 1930s and 40s with the chicano movement and then in the 1980s beer companies latched onto it because they wanted to promote more drinking, buying more alcohol, and they promoted it heavily in the <laughs> 80s. And that's when it became what it is today. 
like a big commercialized um uh you know holiday <laughs> yes i mean that makes sense why in Cal- cause california was still part of mexico and eventually they became united states but still the mexican culture was there and when they heard the the, the battle that oh yeah me- like mexico's you know about what happened they started celebrating right and kind of became just a thing like celebrating mexican culture or latin culture yeah I re- like I- i've seen this video about japan how they celebrate mexican culture too in cinco de mayo <laughs> like or like latin american culture i mean it's it's it's, it's not exclu- it's it's not it's not exclusively like latin american right it's mexican yeah but it's like a celebration of it's like the Irish, right? Just kind of everyone's a little bit Mexican, I guess, on Cinco de Mayo. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, you make a good point. California was, they did it the year after, in 1863. This battle was in 1862. Um, but it really didn't break through till much, much later in the U.S. Um, in 2013, Nielsen conducted a study, and they found that Cinco de Mayo uh, beer sales on Cinco de Mayo exceed six hundred million dollars for that. that <laughs> you know, for I guess the day before be St. Patrick's Day. Um, uh, so Cinco de Mayo is over six hundred million. Uh, St. Patrick's Day and the Super Bowl have less than that, actually. Wow. Um, but if you want to know what the uh, the number one holiday for beer consumption, that is the Fourth of July. Sales exceed one billion dollars. USA, USA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one billion dollars in sales on the Fourth of July. But Cinco de Mayo, you know, they're number like four on the list or something at at, at six hundred million, and uh, certainly mean, more than St. Patty's Day. I mean, why not, right? And and this it just comes out into like, you know, let's celebrate something, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's uh, a cultural celebration. I, I, there should be more like that here in the United States. Like, 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 come on, let's pick up more other countries, you know, battles, holidays, or memorial yeah. days, I guess. <laughs> so no. then it's interesting, you know, um, how, again, we're, we've just, we've started to do that with, with different things, you know, different cultures. We just, America really is a great melting pot, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. We just take a little bit like the good things. Celebrate everybody. Celebrate a little bit of everything. Yeah. You got a holiday. That is an excuse to get drunk, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> true. Totally. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, U.S. celebrations, you know, involve parties and lots of food and dancing and tons of alcohol, as we've seen. Um, and it's actually a stark contrast to the celebrations in Mexico. Um so uh, in Puebla, they hold a, ba- a battle reenactment, yeah. a large battle reenactment, a military parade. There's traditional like celebration and like you know traditional clothing and stuff worn, and it's really a historical celebration there. Dude, that whole city is historical. Like they they <laughs> try to preserve it. They don't let people hang shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Well, that's crazy. I, I didn't know that. Um, because yeah. they've actually brought in an art festival to go along with that over the years, mm-hmm. like a historical art festival and stuff. So. If you're really interested in the history of it, go celebrate there. Yo, yeah. Right? It's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> just go visit Mexico. It's beautiful. So many beautiful cities. And um, the largest Cinco de Mayo celebration in the world is called the Fiesta Broadway. Where do you think that is? <laughs> New York City? Los Angeles. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> downtown Los Angeles. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Chicano movement, right? Yeah. I um, mean, but I've been in Chicago and like New York and Florida, like Houston. Not, they not have, as I, much. It's not, it's a. No, they have. I bet they have Cinco de Mayo celebrations all everywhere. <laughs> in all these cities, dude. Yeah, like um, and and in doing the research, you know, I was I was really finding that um, that you know again Cinco de Mayo sprung up with the Chicano movement and cities that were had large Chicano populations, Los Angeles, you know, um, here in Texas, uh, Phoenix, um, you know, uh, Dallas, uh, there's, there's uh, quite the a few borderland, uh, quite a few places with, uh, a lot of, uh, a large, you know, Chicano population. And that's where they had the huge festivals at first. And then it spread from there. Um, the, the one in, in Los Angeles, the Fiesta Broadway, that draws several hundred thousand people every year. It's interesting. Well, now, like, we just see bars, <laughs> bars all over the world decked out their 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 whole inside with Cinco de Mayo stuff, right? Yep. Now <laughs> so. it's a whole thing. It's just, again, just like St. Patty's Day, an excuse to get, get hoisted. <laughs> have fun right <laughs> responsible fun come on <laughs> right and it's it's you know tequila it's, it shows that you're more cultured right you can celebrate a but little. now you guys know more <laughs> why the battle there is significance to this yes uh hope, <laughs> hope you guys uh took some interesting information away i mean lincoln and Wada's being pen pals is really cool uh but uh yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in um don't remember, uh, don't don't uh, forget you can follow us on Facebook at Origins of History Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Origins.ahistory Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere you consume your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere. If you're listening to us, then you know how to find us. Gracias. Um, Viva Mexico. <laughs> uh, enjoy uh, this this upcoming Cinco de Mayo. Enjoy responsibly. Have fun. And um, don't forget to join us next week. We're going to tackle the origins of Mother's Day and how that's celebrated around the world. Because that's going to be the next week after. So, El Dia de las Madres. Right. There's both Mexican and U- United States. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about both of them. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, be safe. Have fun. We'll see you next week.